Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Anthony Davis went viral over the weekend with a clip in which he explained or said that he hasn't touched a basketball in months. I guess this is the kind of thing that we have to talk about. As one would expect, Anthony Davis appearing somewhere holding a basketball and saying to the other person in this clip saying <laughs> that, that, yeah, I haven't touched a basketball in months, probably isn't going to go over with fans uh, after the season that he and the Lakers had last year. There are several ways to look at this. I'm going to go over the ones that kind of stick out to me and then finally finish with what I, my kind of general takeaway on this and his approach to the offseason seems to be. The most obvious way to respond to the clip is to say, hold on, <laughs> Anthony, you just shot 18, oh, sorry, sorry, 19% from three-point range last year. Uh, that was the lowest since your third season in which you shot just under, uh, oof, man, 8% or just over 8% from three-point range. Again, that was his third year, um, but he hardly attempted any threes that year. Last year, he attempted just a shade under uh, two, t two threes per game and hit uh, 0.3 of them. <laughs> so, so, so the shooting numbers, especially from deep, not great. Field goal percentage, not bad. You know, five third or 53% from the field. All right. Um, and, and then the, the free throws were, uh, certainly concerning as well here as they dipped. Um, he, he shot his worst percentage at the line of his career last year, um, barely over 71% from, from, from that range. So statistically, shooting, not ideal. Now, uh, a lot of athletes talk about this. Davis himself has talked about the, the notion that he likes to take some time away from the game, fully recharge, forget bad habits, and then get right back to it um, as, as everybody prepares for training camp. The reason for that is so that he doesn't burn himself out too early and maybe he can get or stay healthier over the course of the season. Uh, but again, if you're coming off of a bad season and you're coming off of a couple seasons that, you know, whether it was because of injuries or whatever, uh, fans didn't feel like you met expectations, probably wouldn't say publicly, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I haven't touched a basketball at all this year. That is going to rub people the wrong way. Here's the thing, though. He has to know, right? He has to know that this is probably going to piss people off. So either he's super self-aware, and this is a really funny joke, knowing the response he's probably going to get from it, or he doesn't have any self-awareness whatsoever, and he says this not knowing how uh, people are going to react to it. I can't decide which, right? This is the same person who on the one hand was really funny and wearing the that's all folks t-shirt. And I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really funny, right? That was him basically saying goodbye to the uh, city of new Orleans and, and moving on with the next stage of his career. But he followed that up by saying, Oh yeah, I, it was waiting for me on my bed. I don't pick up my clothes and that's the only shirt I had available to me. Right. So like that, 
it was an opportunity to be really funny, right? And say, yeah, I'm, I wore this shirt because I want to be traded. And it would have been funny. Or, <laughs> or he goes in the route that he got, that he, that he went in and, and kind of lacks some self-awareness there. As if anybody would buy that a, you know, I think at that time he was like 27 years old or 20 something years old, uh, a 20 something year old man, adult would sit there and say like, Oh yeah, I just, people pick my clothes for me every day. I, that I just, that wasn't going to happen. And I think here might be another opportunity where it could be really funny. If, if this is all that we hear from him, I think it has a chance of being a really funny moment. Um, if he kind of goes back and says, you know, who, who, and ruins it like he did with the t-shirt, then that would be a bummer. But, and I think this is a big but here, he has to produce. Stuff like this can just be funny if you go out there and you produce. But the minute that his shooting takes a dip or he doesn't look quite right, last year I have questions about his conditioning heading into the season. If, if we go through that experience again, we're going to look at this clip and it's going to go viral all over again. And this is where, look, if you're confident and you're self-aware, you're fine putting this target on your back because you know that you, you, you know next season you are going to be a better player than you were last year. If you aren't, though, if we see more of the same, then yeah, this becomes fair play. It becomes such fair play that it would probably become the kind of thing that he really regrets. And it might, honestly... If he continues to shoot the way he did last year and if he looks out of shape or slow or whatever at the beginning of the season, this is the kind of thing like 1-2-3 Cancun has lived through the ages. That's Nick Van Exel, right? The the whole 1-2-3 Cancun thing, that was Nick Van Exel. That was it for him with the Lakers. That's, that became synonymous with Nick Van Exel and Lakers fans there for a while. Um, and even now, I think a lot of Lakers fans out there think of him and that's one of the first things that pops up in their heads. If AD is again, he if he doesn't live up to expectations again, this clip is gonna kind of sort of become synonymous with the Anthony Davis era, where yes, he won a championship. Uh, he and LeBron were a part of one of my favorite Lakers teams of all time. But also, people have short memories, and last year was a disaster. If we go through that again, and if Anthony Davis is a part of that again, um, not not accounting for injuries and like the whole conditioning thing, that had nothing to do with him uh, getting dinged up over the course of the year. There were two freak plays. He landed on somebody's foot, and he had somebody dive into his leg. It doesn't matter how great a shape you're in. You are going to feel those injuries. Uh, but if he looks a little slow and sluggish at the beginning of the year, the way that he did last year, and if his shooting continues to go in the in the direction that it has gone in the last couple of years, then yeah, for a lot of people, for a really long time, this is going to be one of the first things that they think of when they think of Anthony Davis. At the end of the day, though, this was a, I don't know, 30-second clip, and there is nothing else going on with the Lakers. They hired their head coach. There's nothing else for us to really debate about. And so this feels like kind of peak off-season content, right? 
this is the it's the end the other end of the spectrum when you hear so and so is in the best shape of their life they've added 15 pounds of muscle and all of those things um this is just the other end of it and this might just be part of his process but just like we've seen with the lakers um as an organization you can have bad process so long as it yields good results and so long as it continues to yield good results nobody's going to question the process but if you have bad process and they yield poor results, guess what people are going to start questioning? Yeah, we're going to start asking some questions about the aforementioned process. So if Anthony Davis, again, isn't quite what people expect him to be at the beginning of next season especially, people are going to start questioning that process. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Really happy that I was able to record one and send one out. I, I, I want to give... Um, some real heartfelt thanks to everybody who sent along um, words of encouragement for us as we were negotiating with Vox as a union. I want to, uh, again, just be, I, I, there's no other way to express, or there's no real way to express the amount of gratitude I have for the people who, you know, really did, you know, supported us by signing the letters or sending letters or, you know, sending uh, you know, some, 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 some words to Vox and to, to, and to uh, the people that we were negotiating against as we uh, went out there and tried to fight and did fight for an equitable deal for us and Vox to work to, to continue to work together. Thank you guys a ton for that. And I'm thrilled about not just the fact that I get to record this and I get to get right back to work uh, today by the time you guys are listening to this, but also because of what their commitment to especially the podcasting forum means for us in terms of what we're going to be able to do on this feed and then across the other feeds that I'm, I'm really excited to start telling you about whenever that time comes. Until all of that, until I talk to you guys in, again, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.